Missing in Missouri is an investigative podcast dedicated to finding as much information as we can in missing person cases and ultimately find the truth. start off by thanking all of you for being patient. We know this two weeks has kind of been abrupt as to not having an episode. We didn't expect to take this long to have a new episode out. So we do want to thank you guys for that. It really means a lot to us. Yes, yes we do. We've just been really busy and we've gotten a lot of information and then we also went back to Sedalia. Yeah. And we got a in-face, face-to-face interview with the person that you're going to hear from today. And we got a lot of information as in news articles and pictures. And it's so different doing an interview face-to-face than it is doing an interview on the phone. Uh, I think you connect better when you're face-to-face. And we did that. And it it was it was really good. At least it was for me. I enjoyed it. You were the note taker. Yeah. I was the talker. I gotta try and stop talking all the time. <laughs> but but it was good. And today you're gonna hear well, you're gonna hear part of the interview. The phone interview. The phone interview with this person. We're gonna learn more about Dana, about how she came to Missouri, what her life was like, how she met the father of her of her children. And we're going to learn a lot more about Dana's disabilities because it wasn't just one. And I think that'll help put some things in perspective because I think there was a lot of questions out there of why, you know. It why. couldn't just be because she was blind in one eye. and Yeah, absolutely. So we, we find stuff out like that. And we do get new information. And as we've said before, no information is too small so all the stuff that we got is good and and we're gradually going to be talking about all the stuff that we've gotten and we're we're starting to finally lead up to that night of october 4th yes yes so that should be coming up in i would say what next few episodes yeah it starts this episode yeah and then definitely the next few episodes it does get a little more we have more information about that night. We have now access to these articles. And it's just, it's a lot. And for those of you who want to see the pictures of Dana that we have acquired, go to our Facebook page. We will post them. Yeah. And we're also going to post some of the articles as well that we have from that time when Dana disappeared. Well, because, you know, we, we we had a hard time finding any of these articles. Well, in some of them, it's been so long ago that whenever you click on the link, it'll say page not found. Yeah. And these articles are, are very good. I mean, you know. And really telling. Very telling. And they do give a lot of information. And I think it's information that people over the years have forgotten. And if you get refreshed with them. Maybe you start to see things a little more clearly, and maybe new information can come about. 
And definitely with these articles, what I love about journalism is that sometimes you see what's written at face value, but you also have to read a little bit between the lines. Yes. So you get a lot of information that way as well. Absolutely. And like Morgan said, you know, we're going to be releasing these articles and some more pictures. And we actually got to see video from that night. Of Dana. Of Dana. And that, I think that was the most powerful thing we've seen. It definitely, I know we've said this before, but it really puts a lot of it into perspective. And pictures say so much, which is awesome. I love the pictures that we were able to take pictures of. And, but seeing her in that video, I mean, you know it's her. Yeah, because you can, you can, you see the the shirt, jeans, and the belt, and all that. You see that, and you just, looking at it, you you know it's her. It definitely gives you goosebumps. Yes, yes it does. There's a lot to sift through, and we're going to do it piece by piece. And we think it's just going to be easier that way. Yeah, well, it's so much. It's it a lot. So I mean, much. And these are articles that span from the week that she went missing, like the the day after, all the way through, you know, the ten year anniversary and things like that. So it's a lot, and you know, we have we have lives just like everybody else, and we're going at the speed that we can go. So just be patient. Hopefully we're back on track and now every episode will be released on Friday. And next time we'll let you know when we have a little bit of a hiatus. This one was just kind of a, it just happened, a spur of the moment. Yeah, it was unexpected. Yeah. Because we made the quick decision to go down to Sedalia and meet with this this person. I really enjoyed it. I did too. I think it was one of the best decisions that we've we've made. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was. And we spent we spent what at least a good I would three say and a three half hours. hours three and a half hours down there talking and looking through pictures and I mean we sit and we had we had coffee and you know it was it was amazing it was really good and there are amazing people out there definitely so. That is, uh, that's all I got. Well, I mean, yeah, because I don't want to get into. We don't want to get into anything having to deal with the phone call until you guys hear it. Yeah. So we're going to play that now, and then at the end we'll do our normal, and we'll talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. Is it too late, or can we visit for a little bit? No, we can visit for a little bit. Okay, great, great. Um, get me some coffee here. And a cigarette, and we're going to visit. Okay. Is it okay if I record this? Um, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of nothing. Okay, all right. And any at any time, if you want me to stop mm-hmm. or anything, you just tell me and, and okay. I stop, okay? Okay. Okay. I don't know where you want me to start. I, um, I met Dana's um, father when I lived in Oklahoma. And um, he um, didn't have custody of Dana, but he was trying to get custody of her. She had been in and out of foster care almost her whole life. 
until she came to live with me. Mm-hmm. And I had a, we kind of made an agreement if I let them move in that he would help me take care of my son and I would help him take care of his daughter. And so we lived in Oklahoma, oh, about six years, I guess it was. And when my boyfriend worked in the oil field, Dana's dad, he worked in the oil field. His name is Jeff Bruce, by the way. Okay. Uh, he, he had had a drinking problem in the past. Well, he was working long, long hours and a lot of those fellows were using uh, meth to stay awake. Okay. You know, back in that, them days, I think they called it crank or whatever, yeah. you know. And so anyway, he got really messed up and started drinking. And he, you know, I had made the decision that he needed to get help or, or you know, he was going to have to leave and whatnot. But anyway, um, I ended up bringing Dana to Oklahoma with me because I had some some issues here in Missouri I had to take care of. Um, anyway, I ended up here, and I brought Dana with me because, like I said, her dad was he was in a rehab facility at that time, and she just got really, really uh, out of control. I couldn't handle her, and I just had so much going on, you know. And uh, so I knew this lady, and um, I took Dana down to the juvenile people, I don't know what they call it, uh, they used to call it Juvie Hall, I don't know, and um, I told them, I said, well, I know know that she takes children in, you know, and she does, I've heard wonderful things about her, and uh, I had worked with a couple years before that, or well, it was more than a couple, it was when I lived here before, we worked in a factory together, so I knew her, you know, and I knew she was a, a good lady. And uh, so they contacted her, and sure enough, she came right on down there, and she took Dana home with her, and she, you know, she had Dana doing really well. Dana was in high school. She became a cheerleader. Um, she was just doing really, really well, and we had visits, you know, quite regularly. And uh, her dad finally came here to Missouri to, to join us, and he was in he was in a bad way. He just he was still on drugs and drinking and just so like I said I sent him back and I begged him to take Dana because she had family they had family in Oklahoma anyway we you know we were just real close we were a family I mean she lived with us for nine years and and when I brought her here everybody thought she was my daughter you know nobody that people that knew me when I lived here before knew that she wasn't but you know everybody else thought she was part of my kids you know my Hmm. clan and uh so anyway, my oldest daughter, she um, was married at that time when we came, and we actually were living with with her. And um, but anyway, Dana used to babysit her children all the time, my grandchildren, you okay. know. And they just, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Dana. Okay. Dana was, um, she was disabled. She was uh, mentally disabled. And a lot of people don't know this. Now, she went to school, but she just could not do the grades and whatnot. She just really was struggling. And and I knew that she had something wrong with one of her eyes. She, she said she couldn't see out of her eye, and you could tell it just wasn't quite right. So I took her to see an eye doctor, and he told me, he goes, he goes she can't see out of that eye. All the nerves, are, are they're deformed in that mm-hmm. eye. 
and that's just the way she was born. And then, um, so I know, you know, I kept noticing that she just wasn't doing good in school, and she was, she, she just had had a really hard time, you know, with that area. So I decided I was going to take her to somebody and get her tested for learning disabilities and whatnot. We did that, and sure enough, she had multiple learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I decided that I was going to try to get her on disability. Okay. So we so we could, you know, maybe get her some help, or, or at least she would have that, you know. Absolutely. And um, so anyway, I did. I got her on disability, and... Uh, and she was, you know, she was, she was, she was a sweet, sweet person, but she, she had a hard time, you know, sometimes with, um, just thinking things out, you know, she would act, you know, quickly on things and without thinking. And you could just tell, I mean, you know, after you got to know her, you could tell that there was an issue there, okay. you know, and, uh, but anyway, I brought her here and my daughter introduced her to the family. Okay. To the to Nathan. Well, my daughter knew all of that family, and that was it, you know. And I was like freaking out because I knew that he'd been, you know, in all kinds of trouble. He was a thief. He was a drug head. He was just all the time in the papers. He was just he's just a all around bad dude. Yeah. But let me tell you. They, that's what they want. They want us all to be scared. And they don't scare me. I ain't scared of them. Right now, now a few years ago I was because I had children at home and my daughter got threatened at school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody called up there and told her not to ride the bus one day. <laughs> and this was right after all of this was, you know, it happened. Dana went missing and, and we were finding out information and we were sharing it with the detective that was in charge. Okay. Okay. And you've heard of I'm sure. Uh, actually, this is the first time I've heard that name. Oh, really? You've never heard I've okay. never heard that one. Well, Dana was with that night that she went missing. He worked for a company uh, here that hadn't been here too long. Pro um, Energy? Yes, Pro Energy. Okay, yes. he's the one in the red truck. Yes. No. Oh. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you, that's all a bunch of shit. Okay. It's just unbelievable, you know. And, and of course, we wrote we wrote down just about everything, everything that we found out, everything that we heard, you know. And you just kind of got to cipher through it that she moved into the little apartment with those two babies of hers. And um, ten days before she went missing, she called me up. And she said, hey, Mom, she said, I'm sorry I haven't called in a while. And see, we didn't keep in touch because mm-hmm. she was in that drug world and I wasn't. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, absolutely. And Dana, what? And she was. She was on drugs. Uh, she called. She said, I don't have any diapers. She said, I'm broke. She stole my check, her SSI oh. check. She said, he has knocked the windows out of my apartment. I'm being evicted. Hmm. Have you heard this story? Um, no, I have not. But anyway, uh, so me and my daughter uh, doesn't live here anymore. She moved back to Oklahoma. Uh, she got scared and got out, got out of here. 
yeah. because of the threats. She just said, Mom, I, got, I, I can't stay here anymore. I have to leave. And she was just heartbroken because her and Dana were really close. And uh, her and my youngest daughter shared a room for nine years. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, it's just, it, it, there's just so much stuff that we found out, you know, or we heard. And, and there was, you know, just coincidences, like one coincidence, my daughter, what um, we had found out that Nathan had been to this Malone's bar that night. Dana, it was not her birthday. It was a celebration at Malone's. Malone's had been open a year or two. I can't remember. It's a little bar downtown mm-hmm. uh, on Main Street. And uh, they were having a band outside. And they have, in between there is a antique shop. And there was... Um, like a big parking lot there and that's where they had their band set up and whatnot so dana was there that night and she was with and i have it i have the video of it somebody was there videotaping that celebration oh wow and they brought it to me oh okay wow they called me up one night this guy worked for the news journal he tried to get me and my daughter to meet him downtown at 10 o'clock one night and I told him I said there ain't no way Yeah. I said if you want to talk to me I said you come to my house he goes well I have something I want to show you and I was like okay so he brought me this video he brought that video to us and we put it in the computer it was a disc you know Yes. <laughs> and and uh, anyway before he left that night and he told us he goes, he goes I will tell you one thing if you take one of theirs you're going to take one of yours and I took that as a threat. Yeah. Well, did you know this guy is in the pen now? Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I'm going to tell you, I don't think that guy did it, and I don't think did it. Oh. And they stopped him, and supposedly he had blood in there, and it come out to be deer blood. Yeah. And uh, and I want you to know, we found out his phone number, and we called him, we talked to him, and I don't think he did it. Now, I know that he's kind of shady, and mm-hmm. supposedly he's got some family members that are in the pen, but I'm telling you, I just don't think this man did it. You know, the 10 years of Dana's disappearance has been really, really hard on me. Yeah. And, but, um, you know, there's just, there's just been so much going on. But anyway, um, it's just been, it's just been a crazy go around. You know, I don't know. I'm, a lot of the stuff that I'm telling you is theories, okay? Yes. But it, but it, but it kind of goes along with some of the information that we've collected, you know, over the year. And, you know, and things are just, you know, some things are just too coincidental, you know. I totally agree. And, um, but did you know the night, uh, well, not the night, the next morning, actually, I think it was about noon, on, on October the 5th, mm-hmm. me and my daughter were sitting there, get a phone call from, um, let me see, I've got it written down here, let me see what it says here. Um, it was, it was, which is Nathan's sister. Yes. And I'm not sure what her last name is. Okay. But called, and I was like, she goes, 
rough that. She goes, are you Dana's mom? And I go, yeah. I said, who is this? She said, this is Nathan's sister. She said, Dana didn't come home last night. She's missing. There is something bad wrong. She's, she's just gone. We don't know where she's at. We've been looking for her. And I thought, that's just kind of weird, you know. I mean, yeah. it was just, you know, it was new. Maybe she just, you know, got yeah. drunk and stayed over somewhere. You know, yeah. she's going to be home because she would never leave her kids. I mean, I, I knew that in my heart. And Dana didn't hardly ever go out. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids was with her everywhere she went. Yeah. And Dana, Dana didn't drive. She had to walk everywhere she went. Hmm. And... It was just, there's just too much. Anyway, where am I going with this? I, I, I'm sorry, I get off on TV. You were absolutely I thinking about okay. other things. But had called and told me, you know, this stuff. And, and after I hung up, I thought, this is so strange. How do they know she's not coming back? I mean, it was just like they knew that she wasn't coming back. Yeah. And I was really, I was really kind of freaked out about it you know well sure enough you know she didn't come home and we had a police officer well he was a, an invest well he was a, a detective he's yes. still i believe he's still a detective there. yes he is he came here to my home and all, all me and my kids were sitting around and my husband was sitting around and he started telling us you know about dana and asking us you know how we knew her and i explained how, you know, I, she'd lived with me for nine years and whatnot. And he goes, he goes, well, how much have you been around her lately? And I said, really not very much, you know, and I told him that I'd seen her. Um, I forget the date, but it was, it was exactly 10 days before she went missing. She had, had caught, and I told him, I said, she called us over there and she said that she did knock her windows out. She was being evicted and she was, uh, didn't know what she was going to do. You know, and I had to take her diary. I told him all the that whole story. And then he started sitting there telling us, well, you don't really know Dana no more. No. She's, D- Dana's gone. She's not Dana no more. She's on meth. She's, you know, he just, he just acted like she was an animal. No. And it just really, just, it really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Well, me and my daughter, we got involved with Moms Against Meth right after that. There was a group called Moms Against Meth. We started going to the meetings, and it helped us a lot, you know, just going and hearing other stories of, of just heartbreak, you know, from other families. And we had um, one one time we had a meeting, and came, and he did a talk, and about you know meth and whatnot, and, you know, and and just different stuff so after that was over we started talking to him and oh he was so nice so telling me oh i'm so sorry we're doing everything we can uh we'll, we're going to keep in contact we're going to let you know what's going on you know blah 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 well he did not yeah um but we saw her again but the last time we saw her was you know it was it was right after that okay Wow. And they kept us, yeah. they kept it. Boy, they didn't want nobody knowing about us. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, I, you know, I went on to the Dana Bruce tribute page. Yes. And I, uh, you know, because they're saying they wanted help finding her. And yeah. so I went on there and I explained what, you know, 
what yeah. we, me and my wife were doing, and I didn't get a response back. Yeah. And so a that couple. Me. Well, a few weeks later, I did it again, and they responded back with, "We're not interested at this time." Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Okay." So then I just honestly I started going on all the comments and just blasting everybody that I could to get information. Yeah. Right. And then um, I started talking to a few people. Mm-hmm. And uh, then eventually, I guess I hit a nerve. Yeah. And uh, it was told in not so many terms to back off. Yeah. Don't contact anybody. Um, that I should yeah. have respected their wishes and not done anything. Yeah. Um, and when I asked them, I said, well, you know, I don't understand if I'm just trying to help. Right. You know, why, I don't know. Why don't you want my help? Why yeah. don't you want my help? And, yeah. And it was, well, because we're misunderstood and every time we give interviews or talk to people, they don't tell our side of the story. Um, cool. Cool. You know, so basically it was like, Mm-mm. yeah, you know, they they literally told me they didn't want my help. Right. And then, um, you know, of course we started hearing rumors and stuff like that. And we we went down to Sedalia. We made the drop. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, went down. We got a bunch of addresses. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh my gosh. We, uh, yeah. Um, and so, mm-hmm. so we, we went to a different section of Sedalia. We actually went to the Applebee's. Yeah. And we had lunch there. And then we asked, uh, just a random person if they had heard about Dana and what they have heard and, uh-huh. uh, started talking a little bit there. But, you know, it was, you know, we're from St. Louis. And then I, yeah. You know, I looked up, I, I'm pretty good at research, so I looked up mm-hmm. Sedalia's crime stats and everything, and their crime rate is worse than the city of St. Louis. I know. I know this. And, and see, uh, I, I'm going to tell you, it's crazy, because this town needs to wake the hell up. It, well, because yeah. Because the high society people, the money, the people that got money, have, you know, high offices or whatever, they don't want nobody knowing they don't want nothing. This, they don't want their little Sedalia town, you know, to look bad. But they don't realize that people know. I mean, you know, some people know, but but a lot of people don't. And I've told people, I've said, you just don't even know how bad Sedalia yeah. is. I said, it is a dangerous city. I wouldn't want to, my kids raised here. There's no. Yeah. And, um, of course, you know, I had, I had no choice at the time to come back here. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, oh, God, it's... Well, when you... Go ahead. I I didn't even know how bad it was until we started getting into this and investigating and trying to find out what happened to her. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's when, you know, we found out how how bad it was. And, uh, you know, we did a whole episode about it. Well, I'm telling you, it's just, oh, man... It's unbelievable, yeah. but but I am so thankful. You don't even know. I'm gonna tell you. Last week, I've been going through stuff, uh, but I've been going through trying to. I've saved everything that my <laughs> kids have done all through the years. So I'm going through boxes and weeding out, and I kept running into stuff of Dana's, and I kept running into cards that she had signed. You know, my birthday cards, Mother's Day cards, and, and I just sat here and I just bawled and and just cried and then I just started praying I said God please I don't know how much how much more time I have on this earth 
but I want to know where she's at so we can put her to rest, you yeah, know? Absolutely. That, that's my, I know what happened. I mean, I have a pretty good idea, but I just want her found so we can put her to rest. Yeah. And I mean, she was such an angel, and I just want you to know, she got mixed up with bad people, but Dana wasn't a bad person. Yeah. She had a heart of gold. She would take her shirt off her back to help anybody. And and then another thing that's real important. Children loved her. Little children would just flock to her. And she babysitted my grandchildren all the time, and they, they adored her. So it's been real hard on all of us. So that was Rebecca. That is Dana's stepmom. For anybody out there that was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, it, it took us a good while to find Rebecca. And once we did, as you heard, you know, she asked us if, if, we, if we knew about her and blah, you know. And we didn't. And we didn't. And she did. She had so much to say. And, you know, that's only half of the, the interview. It is one of the more powerful conversations I've had with somebody about Dana. And you can hear... This the, is really taking a toll. Yeah, you can hear the anguish and the, the hurt and just the cold, you know, like... like not, I'm not going to say... I don't want to say bitter, but it's numb. You know, she's numb from, from it. And she still goes on. Yeah, and what I really, what I really liked was that this is someone that knew Dana and knew her really well. You know, she took care of Dana. She w- she got Dana the help that she needed before anything else happened. Yeah, I mean, here it is, and she's not Dana's biological parent, but she's doing everything that a biological parent does. And I mean that's commendable. I mean that I'm, you know, we we sat and we sat with her, you know, and she showed us pictures. She showed us tons of albums and everything, you know. So Dana, Dana was her daughter. I don't care what anybody says, that was Dana's mother, and she has through all these years been involved in trying to find her. Now you know. We all we all have other responsibilities, and life doesn't stop. And so she did, you know, she had other kids. So she had to, in a sense, move on or learn to live a different way. And I think she has, but I think now she she's at the stage where now, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm back on this. And she is. Oh, yeah. And she's not going to give up. She made that abundantly clear to us that she's not going to give up you can hear in her voice there was some hostility with certain people that she believes was involved or that she believes knows more than what they're telling people right now or telling the police so she really she really just wants closure and that that's all she's ever said to me and to us is that she wants closure you know so after interviewing her, because we had started to look into some other cases and stuff, because we were kind of drawing to a near, this was the interview that kind of poured more fuel into our tanks. I was like, oh, okay, there is more information out there. So, 
she did that. Definitely. Something that I really liked was that we were able to ask her the questions, the hard questions, like what were some of Dana's disabilities? Because we knew, as all of you listening, we knew it had to be more than just that she was blind in one eye. Yeah, and she was very honest about that. She she did not sugarcoat anything, which is good. We, that's what we need. That's what we want. You know, I know that had to be difficult. I mean, that, you know, that's difficult talking about somebody in your family. Talk, you know, like that. That is a difficult thing to do. But she did it, and it does give us better insights. And we learned a lot about Dana when she was a child. She did have a rough. A rough childhood. I mean, yeah, quite, quite a rough go of it. Yeah, I mean, you're talking most of her life. That's you know, like Dana didn't know what an easy day was, and I think we all owe it to her to do as much as we possibly can, and that's what we're gonna do. That's and we'll, we will continue to do it until we run out of people to interview. And run out of information and just start chasing our tails. But until that day comes, no, we'll continue to do what we got to do. Definitely. You know, people asked why it was important and why we wanted to talk with others who knew Dana before she got involved with her children's father's family. And this is why it's important. You know, there are things that happened that you may not know about or that's really important like she had mentioned her and one of her daughters were contacted by Dana 10 days before she went missing yeah and Dana asked her for help and I believe that there was more about this in the last half of this yes phone call yes there is but she asked them for help And they tried to help. And, you know, like you had said, Dana didn't know what an easy day was. She was being evicted from her apartment because someone came in and busted out her windows. Yeah. And, I mean, you're absolutely right, though. Um, Dana was getting evicted because somebody did come and knock out all her windows in her apartment. But it is. It's There's a lot of things that is going to be talked about that when you put it all together we have to ask the question why were these certain individuals not looked at harder or if they were looked at harder why was there not an arrest made what happened what to happened? stop that from being done exactly absolutely and but we're getting ahead of ourselves because you and I both know where where, where this is going and where we're going to go with it. And I think we should leave that a surprise until we get there. Sounds good to me. You know, something that Rebecca had mentioned was a lot of the things that she was telling us were rumors or theories. And to be honest, we have had some people ask why we're focusing on that. Why we're talking about the the rumors and about you know hearsay and and things like that every rumor is based in some kind of truth one aspect 
of the rumor is based in truth. Whether that be a place, a name, something is true in the rumor. It may not be the whole thing, but rumors have some truth to them. I agree with you. And how many times can we hear the same individual's names come up and the same stories come up before we say, okay, these are all different people telling us these. They don't know each other. We checked that out. But they're telling us almost the exact same stories with the same people. And it's really two rumors or two stories that we mainly hear consistently. Yeah. I'm inclined to think, well, multiple people know this and have said this. It has to be somewhat true. And if it's not true, then it needs to be checked out and it needs to be cleared up. And the people who are in these rumors that we have heard, we've contacted them. Yes, we have. It's not that we haven't contacted them. So anyone listening, we don't want you to think that we have not sent a message to somebody who even may have known Dana. Because we have. We have reached out to anyone that we could find. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're, you know that your name is one of those names and one of those rumors, contact us. If you want to clear it up, contact us and let us know. Like we said in the last episode, if you don't contact us and tell us, we can't put that out there. If you don't go on record, we can't put it yeah. out. And that's about as much as I think. So I think we made that clear enough in our last yeah. episode. I'm Morgan. And I'm Zach. And this is Missing in Missouri.